0: I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here with Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg, and she is the subject of a wonderful documentary, a uh, an extensive radio series, a 15 books she authored, a uh, longtime educator, and uh, now she is the host of of her own show radio slash podcast Uh, that's been going on for a while now she's wonderful we encourage you to binge listen to everything that we've been doing here Uh, without further ado let me introduce Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg Doc how are you
1: I'm doing okay thank you Frank yeah well yeah I
0: hope you are doing okay as well yeah, no, I'm 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 doing well. Uh, <clears throat> more than more than ever, especially when I talk to you on the phone. Uh, you and I worry about the country together, and we worry uh, verbally about the country. And you were just kind of, uh, you know, giving me uh, something very interesting uh, off mic. And, uh, and you know, share if you would share that with the people. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's very important what you were talking about. Yes, uh, what
1: I want to talk about is the state of the nation, actually, which is in crisis right now, and I'm not sure that, uh, that our citizens realize how severe this crisis is. And so I want to go over uh, our government our, at the federal level, level, at the state level, and just sort of rehearse uh, what we think we know about the government and what is actually happening. Uh, So uh, I'll begin by uh, saying things that everybody knows, surely, that we have three branches of government. We have the executive branch, and right now the Democrats are occupying that uh, with our president, Joe Biden. uh, And the president is supposed to uh, execute the laws, the laws that come from the legislative branch. And the legislative branch and the judicial branches both are supposed to exercise uh, checks and balances over the executive branch to make sure that the president of the United States does not become a king, an emperor, or a dictator. Now, we've been slipping a little in that, I think, in the last four years. That is through 2020. 2020. Uh, because we had someone uh, in the executive uh, seat, uh, Donald Trump, uh, who really aspired to be a dictator, if he possibly could. Uh, And he was held back, but barely. Uh, And, of course, he is the one who has told the big lie, that he should still be president, because he actually won the election except for massive fraud in the electoral process. And I'll get around to talking about that more later on, because it's one of the major problems in our uh, government right now, and a cause for masses of people to have no confidence in our federal government, which I find to be uh, exasperating, untrue, a lie, um, and uh, And people still believe it. Anyway, so the legislature then is supposed to pass the laws of the land. And unfortunately, right now, only half of the legislature is working, namely the House of Representatives. Uh, It is busy legislating and passing laws, and they are supposed to go to the Senate for passage uh, there for debate and alteration, if necessary, and passage, and then they go back to the House uh, for them to ratify what the Senate has done. Well, this isn't happening at all because when uh, any Democratic uh, proposal, any bill, uh, is sent up to the Senate, someone uh, immediately filibusters it, which means that it won't even be brought to the floor for debate. And this is what happened in the last two years of Obama, of the Obama administration, uh, in which uh, McConnell, who uh, was the uh, uh, leader of, uh, of the Senate at the time, um, uh, proposed to his party that he would block Anything and everything that Obama proposed uh, or that the Democrats proposed uh, to make Obama a a two-year president, uh, president. in other words, a half-term president, and get rid of him right away, well, that failed. Uh, In fact, uh, they they failed uh, after the first term was over. He was reelected, but then the last... For years unfortunately this system of saying no systematically to everything and every single republican senator voting in a block and they're still doing the same thing uh, led by mcconnell and so in effect mcconnell is governing the united states at the moment Because nothing is going to get through unless, uh, by some hook or or crook, uh, some Republicans will vote with the Democrats, which happened with the infrastructure bill. Because the Republicans realized this was good for Republican voters as well as Democrats, and so some of them reluctantly voted for it. And... uh, other things, such as the voter, Voting Rights Bill and the John Lewis uh, Voting Rights Bill, uh, those two are simply nowhere because they have been filibustered. And so they are stymied, sitting there, un- undebated, and uh, apparently forgotten for the moment. Uh, while the second Build Back Better bill uh, is blocked, by the Democrats themselves, yeah. uh, two helpers of, uh, of McConnell, of Mitch McConnell, uh, namely um, Manchin and Sinema, two senators, uh, will not uh, allow the filibuster to be altered at all for this in order to pass the voting rights bill. Which means that we are in danger of losing our democracy, uh, but I'll get uh, get on with that a little bit later. Yeah. Now, the executive has been in the hands of the extreme right from two, 2016 um, to 2020, and as I just said. Thanks to Mitch McConnell's policy of saying no to everything and filibustering everything that comes up from uh, from, the, uh, uh, from the House of Representatives, uh, it's still the same thing. The uh, the executive and the legislature are in McConnell's hands, and he must be enjoying his power tremendously. Yeah. Uh, he he alone is standing in the way of any kind of progress uh, coming from Democrats or anybody else for that matter if he doesn't like it uh, he orders his people to stand as a block against it and they do like so many uh, so many chessmen or something uh, they are they're all completely together as if they only had one mind and the mind is McConnell's. And then, of course, I haven't talked about the the, uh, judiciary uh, at at this point. Now, during the Trump administration, the filibuster very handily was set aside so that um, McConnell could rush through um, judges at all levels. Of the judiciary, and uh, and he did. I think it's something like 98 judges were zipped through because there was no filibuster and the Republicans were in the majority. Uh, and uh, some of those young candidates had just graduated from law school and had no judicial experience, whatever. But they're now in the courts. Uh, leg- uh, that is, uh, judging, uh, judging. The, uh, court cases from the extre- extreme-right point of view. And then, of course, the Supreme Court was also uh, stacked uh, with three Trump uh, judges who are in, at the extreme-right. And right now, uh, of course, Trump uh, requested that they be Uh, Placed on the Supreme Court in order to get rid of Roe v. Wade. That was Trump's main purpose. And so three judges who promised to get rid of Roe v. Wade are now in place. And they are in the majority. They're five to three uh, right now uh, if we count Roberts as one, or five to four if we count Roberts as as one who is kind of in the middle. Uh, Thank goodness for that at least. Uh, but the, the judiciary is, thanks to manipulating the filibuster, uh, which is entirely in McConnell's hands, uh, The uh, uh, Trump's will was done as far as uh, the Supreme Court and the rest of the judiciary is concerned. It's but a- the main problem, the burning problem right now at the federal level um besides the the total no from the Senate to anything that comes up from the House of Representatives, uh, is a big lie. And its source is, of course, Donald Trump, who, even long before the election in 2020, was already claiming that the election would be fraudulent, and he was fully expecting there to be cheating all over the place, massive cheating, uh, because he anticipated that he would have a hard time being reelected. And in fact, he was right; he was not reelected. But <laughs> thanks to Fox News, Newsmax, and uh, other right-wing media, talk and radio, a Facebook, lot of talk radio. <laughs> I'm sorry?
0: I said a lot of talk radio, right-wing talk radio as well. A lot of
1: talk radio, absolutely. Uh, yes, uh, and everywhere I go here in Texas, if I walk into a store and a television set is on, it's always Fox News. I've never seen anything else. So uh, CNN or, uh, or National Public Television uh, uh, is not there. Uh, It's Fox News all the time, every day, all day. And how are people going to get any other point of view, Mm. uh, I ask. So, of course, we have a mass of people, huge mass of people who believe the big lie. And uh, January 6th, the attack on the Capitol was a witness to the fact that people believe the big lie to the point of trying to destroy the government. And take over the government by force. Uh, it failed, but <coughs> but those who are convinced uh, of the big lie are still very active, especially at the state level. Which brings us to the state level of our government, which is also in crisis because the state govern the Republican state governors are ruled by Trump, very much like the senators. They are all in lockstep. So whatever Trump wants, Trump gets. So Georgia and Texas lead the way, and Florida (coughs) lead the way in obeying Trump and doing everything they can to uh, put Trump's policies into effect in the states. Georgia, for instance, has already Pass legislation that allows the state legislature to overrule the uh, vote, the popular vote, in case the popular vote goes against their wishes. So it's a a Republican state legislature that has the power to reverse the vote of the people, overrule it, and put in the other candidate. So So whoever um, whoever is on the Republican side, whoever ends up in Georgia as being the Republican uh, governmental candidate, um, uh, probably will be uh, installed, because if uh, Stacey Abrams wins, the legislature will simply say, well, no, there was so much corruption in the electoral process that we are saying that the other the other person, the man, um, won, and Stacey will not be, become governor. And I don't know what Stacey Abrams is doing about that because it's now the law in Georgia. So the law has followed the big lie. And then there's Texas, and it's following the big lie. And the main uh, problem in Texas right now is the anti-abortion legislation that has placed the enforcement of that uh, law in the hands of common citizens who can act as bounty hunters uh, to go after people who uh, who leave the state in order to get an abortion after 6 weeks of pregnancy uh, or any of their helpers and the uh, the penalty for for either Getting an abortion or uh, aiding and abetting one is ten thousand dollars plus all of the legal costs for the people seeking abortions. And the problem with this uh, lie, other than uh, this law, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, uh, other than being uh, incredible as far as its enforcement is concerned, the six week rule. Um, Women do not know as a on the whole. They do not know they're pregnant because they haven't had time to realize that there's, their period hasn't come. Um, I, that was my case uh, in in my menstruating life. Very often, my p- period didn't come until six weeks or, or a day or two thereafter. So I could have been pregnant and, of course, never was and never had an abortion or needed one. Um, But in any case, uh, it is a draconian law, and it is in effect because the Supreme Court allowed it to go into effect, and it recently had a chance uh, to uh, put this law in abeyance, but it did not do so, so women in Texas are still if they're going to get an abortion, they have to leave the state and put themselves in jeopardy of being sued $10,000 plus legal costs. Uh, and so that is what is happening, um, following Trump's wishes uh, in two Republican states. So, And, of course, Florida is also doing its, uh, its Trumpian uh, actions as well as— such as suing uh, uh, schools who try to uh, protect their students by mandating masks and uh, vaccinations. And uh, that's, an, that's a problem in Texas as well. Uh, so the, the states are in, uh, in grave jeopardy of being ruled. Oh, yes, and then there's the, the, uh, the, uh, the gerrymander problem. Uh, all the republican states have gerrymandered themselves uh, in such a way that the democrats have no chance of winning an election because uh, the uh, the areas where the democrats are in the majority namely the urban areas have been split up in such a way that only a little tip of a district will be in the city and the majority of of that District will be in the country where Trump or the Republicans are in the majority, and I say Trump because he it will be running for president next time after four years of Joe Biden, uh, unless he is somehow stopped.
0: Well, (laughs) if an arrest comes, or if a, uh, you know, if he gets indicted somewhere, that could, um, and which he could, you know, there's there's a chance that that uh former President Trump could get it indicted uh and federally and on some different charges and and that uh could prevent him from from going. I don't know what the reaction will be from his his loyal followers, but what you're giving here, doc, is you're giving a very dark civic lesson, and when you if you think about it it's it's very scary this is how governments turn over this is how dictatorships this is what they do to and and again uh I'll, I'll stop short to say that uh that they've succeeded they haven't obviously but um what what could happen here and we've just watched it you've just laid it out beautifully this is this is what someone would do in a banana republic let's say you know to uh mm-hmm. To change the laws to make sure that their person wins, and that there's there's no democracy, and they can pretend to have a democracy, but they don't have a true democracy. It's a very dark civic lesson, uh, civics lesson uh, that that you've given. It's very disturbing.
1: Yes, indeed, and uh, we might just get uh, the Build Back Better bill through before christmas although i kind of doubt it uh... we were supposed to vote on it this week but no uh... it's now being put off until next week and that's the very last minute before christmas so if something else happens uh, and of course the problem is the filibuster um, it's set up so it can pass with a bare majority if all the democrats agree to it but. Manchin and Sinema, those two senators, believe that the filibuster is more precious than any kind of help for the American people, which build back better promises. And, of course, uh, better uh, it is more, uh, more important to maintain the filibuster than to have voting rights. And this is what is deeply shocking to me, that they would rather uh, allow the Republicans to filibuster in such a way and to pass laws uh, in such a way that they can overturn a majority vote even if the majority is allowed to vote uh, because, of course, uh, blacks and and Hispanics are being systematically uh, discriminated against. Uh, For example, in Georgia already, the uh, election officials that have been neutral they have been neither democrat nor republican and they have served uh, loyally and honestly in the job of counting votes and maintaining uh secrecy and order and so forth but thanks to the big lie the legislature has now already removed them from their posts and replaced them with radically right Republicans, and they are black, uh, they are white males on the whole, and black females have been purged uh, from the uh, the uh, the number of these elect, uh, electoral officials in Georgia. And I'm surprised that uh, I haven't heard the same thing is being done here in Texas. Uh, It's just that Texas hasn't passed the law that the legislature can overturn an election if it sees fit, if it believes fraudulently or not that there was something wrong with the voting in the state. And that's what's happened already in Georgia. And I think that Stacey Abrams has no chance of winning because of it. Because if she does win the popular vote, the legislature will simply say, oh, no, it was all fraudulent, massive fraud. Wow. So uh, so the Republican candidate wins. Uh, so uh, as you were saying, Frank, our democracy is at stake here. It is in dire danger. And I beg m- my listeners, to call your senators and tell them to pass the Voting Rights Act. This is the one that is the most needed. And the John Lewis uh, Voting Act as well. Uh, Because that uh, does away with gerrymandering, which is absolutely necessary if we're going to maintain democracy. (laughs) Otherwise, everything is fixed so that only one party will uh, will win in perpetuity. And that means that a dictatorship can spring up and will. Uh, what, what can stop them? Certainly not the majority of the voters, because their will can simply be ignored. Call your senator yeah. and tell him to vote for the Voting Rights Act and the John Lewis Act. And that's what I have to say today about the state of our nation, which is pretty desperate.
0: Yeah, well, here in New York, people listening New York, um, they, they certainly could call the senators here. But you know, Chuck Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand are both supporting those uh, those bills that you're talking about. New York is, a, you know, has two Democratic uh, senators. Actually, very. Very capable senators. We have, uh, you know, capable senators here, and I think they would agree with every word that you you said, Doc. Um, the people in your state, um, right? I, I don't know that. I don't know that there's uh, there's enough of them where they would care. But it's uh, now,
1: the problem here, of course, uh, is that we have John Cornyn and uh, Ted Cruz, and uh, and neither one of them is going to pay any attention to me. When I call them, no. <laughs> they'll laugh me off. <laughs> and that, I'm afraid, is the case in many of the states that have Republican governors and Republican senators. Uh, and, of course, everybody can call Mansion and cinemat <laughs> even if you're not their, uh, their uh, right? constituents. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's very oh. disturbing. Uh, you know what? What you've talked about, uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, he's governing by blockage, and it, yes. this is government by blockage uh, that you are watching. And and he did it. Uh, he did it to President Obama, and he's doing it to President Biden now. And uh, and right. it really is. Uh, you know, no matter what, we're going to block this uh, from happening and it's it's really amazing it's amazing that he would get away with that i mean the people that even are supportive of the republicans i mean they're smarter than that they they've got to understand that it's not everything that's being put forward by the democrats uh is not uh you know is not wrong um you know there's you know you can say what you want; things are black and white, or, or 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 good and bad. But there's some gray areas, and I'd like to think that people are intelligent enough, uh, no matter what side they're on, to uh, to realize that uh, government by blockage uh, is is just ridiculous. That's just saying, no matter what he puts up, uh, you know, he could put up a, a, a cure for cancer, and uh, and at this point, they would probably block it. Uh, they don't want mm-hmm. him. They don't want President Biden to have any possible any uh, any possible victories um, it was you know the infrastructure bill uh, Republicans broke away here in New York and, and the, not in the Senate of course because we have the two Democratic Senators U.S. Senators but uh, in, in Congress <clears throat> some key votes came from, from Republicans here because it was a good bill the infrastructure bill was important and intelligent Republicans realized it was important and uh, and at this point, Trump wants to punish, uh, you know, a guy n- uh, named uh, Andrew Garbarino. He's a freshman um, congressman. He wants to punish him for voting for the infrastructure bill. And and to me, that's just basically saying, you know, block everything that that. The, the Democrats put forward And that's not what right. we're putting you in office for we're, we're putting you in office Whether you're a Democrat or, or Republican To make judgments You know, it, you're not making a judgment If you simply say, okay, I'm blocking everybody Mitch McConnell isn't doing any heavy thinking Mitch McConnell's not doing anything that's thoughtful Mitch McConnell is saying I'm blocking everything that he puts up And, you know, yeah. to me that's yeah. uh, It's like stealing money <laughs> The salaries... Uh, yeah, basically saying, I'm not going to do any work uh, for these years, for these four years. I'm simply just going to block everything that's there. I, I, why are we paying you?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Uh, yes, it's a mindless procedure. Uh, very simple. I mean, you don't have to think at all. you just blocking. Whether it's worth worthy uh, and seen as worthy on both sides by the uh, by the senators, but the senators are so petrified of not being reelected because of Trump, who would be uh, endorsing a, a counter candidate, uh, that they will follow McConnell no matter where he leads, and uh, and that makes. That makes for a total blockage in uh, in the Senate of anything that could pass. And there's one more little thing that uh, does not have to do with, uh, with the Senate. It has to do with what Donald Trump did before the election. In 2020, and that was to invite this has to do with Afghanistan. And, of course, Biden has been cursed and and vilified by the media as a whole. And Democrats also have come down on him for the terrible, terrible uh, evacuation and the fact that he left people behind and, and so on. Well, why did he do that? He was not the one to decide to hand the country over to the Taliban. It was Donald Trump who invited the Taliban to the White House and negotiated, quote-unquote, with them, and in the end handed Afghanistan to them and promised that he would, or the United States, would withdraw all troops. And the agreement was signed. And so Biden then, when he became president, was saddled with this treaty between, if you can call it that, between the United States and the Taliban to uh, bring home the troops. He was forced to do it. The fact that Afghanistan fell to the Taliban in a couple of days, it seemed, uh, was not foreseen by anybody, probably not by the Taliban themselves. uh, And therefore, the evacuation was much more hurried and chaotic than it should have been. But it is is not according to Biden's plan. It was not his fault. It was a fault of the previous administration, because they're the ones who handed Afghanistan to the Taliban. And And so Biden's low ratings, the fact that he's being blamed for inflation now uh, and for uh, for Afghanistan, uh, it needs somebody to tell the truth that OPEC has slowed down their production of oil right at the wrong moment, and uh, blockages everywhere have been caused by COVID by the fact that manufacturing even ceased in some places. Uh, so the supply cannot meet demand because uh, goods were not supplied during the shutdown. And we're still suffering from that. It is, has nothing to do with the president of the United States. Or his choices. So the fact that he's in the 30s or, or low 40s uh, is a total injustice as far as he is concerned, because he is doing his best, first of all, to uh, do away with uh, with COVID-19, and of course meets with the right wing. Um, Trumpy resistance to the vaccines because of all kinds of wild uh, rumors and theories that come through uh, social media and Fox News and Newsmax and is drilled into the ears of those people who listen faithfully to those and and watch uh, and and read uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and so forth. Um, so, uh, in in my opinion, Biden not only did wonders to counter COVID-19, he also has passed an infrastructure bill that Trump kept promising. He had infrastructure week after infrastructure week announcement after announcement and never did a damn thing. Excuse my French. Um, and so on, um, and uh, uh, and of course he has proposed the Build Back Better bill, which uh, has features in it such as an expansion of Medicare, of uh, uh, child care, of pre-K education and so on, things that we actually need because we are behind Europe, way behind Europe when it comes to educating our kids. We are uh, behind Europe when it comes to uh, family leave, for instance, after a birth, when it comes to sick leave, and, and on and on and on and on. And this bill is helping the people, and yet it is hung up. Because McConnell will not allow the filibuster to uh, be held in abeyance while bills of this magnitude are passed, uh, this this applies actually more to the Voter Voting Rights Act. That's where the filibuster should be uh, non-active. It should be out of the picture, so that the democracy in this country can be saved. Otherwise we are in deep trouble.
0: <clears throat> Amazing. Yeah, just, uh, uh, listen, I, I think a lot of people, as you say this, are saying amen to uh, to what you're saying. Uh, a big, and this, we'll need a whole show to talk about this, but a big showdown coming up uh, could be in, in Supreme Court on Roe versus Wade, and uh, maybe June, maybe June is when that, that showdown comes yeah. to fruition. But... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> If you excuse me, if you mentioned to me prior to 2016 that any of these things would be possible, I, I would I would probably tell you, nah, come on, it's uh, it's. it's uh, that's a little extreme i don't really think that these things can happen but what you just laid out now is reality it's not it, it's not hey this could happen you're saying what you're stating is are, are facts these have happened these things have happened and roe versus wade i, I remember uh, telling people that are you know pro-choice people when they talked about um uh people in in the supreme court i i i Said always foolishly. Now looking back, that that there's no chance that uh, that we're ever going to turn back to 1950s. It's never going to get there. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I sound foolish now thinking that because here we are. We're uh, we're coming up on a uh, on a deadline that could that could turn us back to you know the 1940s, the 1950s. It's it's, right. it's it's amazing, and I just I never would have believed it could happen, and and here we are, just four years. Uh, four years, uh, I, you know, removed, and uh, and we are looking at a showdown where that could take away women's reproductive rights. Um, I, it just uh, uh, amazing to me. But again, that's a conversation for another day. Doc, uh, a, a, any last thoughts on um, on all of this? This uh, to me is is just a. Um, a very scary moment and you've laid out a very dark civics lesson that uh, that I, I don't think anybody could dispute even people on on the right they can't dispute you know they, how can they dispute it you're, you're laying out facts
1: that's right uh, yes people on the right are are allowing this to happen allowing democracy to be to be destroyed uh, in order for uh, uh, myths and and, uh, uh, lies uh, to rule the country. And uh, once democracy is destroyed, our electoral process uh, is is, uh, no longer valid, uh, and two sides cannot exist. Only one side can exist, and it happens to be the extreme right. Once this happens, we've lost it. America is gone. Our nation is destroyed as as a democracy, and here we were just uh, poor President Biden was over there in Europe uh, telling them of the virtues and benefits of democracy. At the same time, our democracy is under severe threat. So, amazing. Uh, well. I mean, this is not a happy thing. I'm telling, I'm saying, and repeating again. Uh, but if if we can put the filibuster in abeyance, and we have done so this past week twice, the Republicans have uh, have not used the filibuster in order to raise the debt limit. So nobody, nobody quarrels that we need uh, about that. We need to raise the debt limit. So we didn't filibuster it. And one senator had a bill that he uh, asked McConnell if he could present uh, without the filibuster, and the bill failed. Actually. <laughs> Uh, it was 40, 48 to, to 52 or something like that, uh, but um, but he got the permission not to have the filibuster apply to his little bill. Now, if some individual senator has a pet project and gets McConnell to allow the filibuster to be uh, inactive for that, then why not to save? Democracy, which is more important, the filibuster, which is just a a rule made up in the Senate, uh, which now seems to rule the country, uh, is is that more important than our right to vote, I ask you? Uh, Democracy cannot exist without the right to vote for all of us, and that means black people and brown people, as well as white people, for God's sake. Uh, so that's what I have to say. Finally, the filibuster needs to be held back so that voting rights can pass, and it had better be done soon, because as the pundits have said, once uh, 2022 gets going, everybody's attention will be on uh, on the uh, the. Uh, Uh, The next election, the midterm election, which is supposed to go to the Republicans anyway, uh, according to all the pundits. But uh, it certainly will be helped along if uh, all the Republican states can hold their gerrymandered uh, plans for voting in their states. There's no chance for a Democrat or any Democratic candidates to be elected then.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Just yeah, just uh, it's it's uh, wonderful that you lay this out. I hope people are, are taking it to heart. Uh, Doc, thank you very much for sharing.
1: You're very welcome, Frank. Uh, I'm I hate to uh, to cast a pall over the proceedings here, but uh, but it is we are in crisis and we need to recognize it, and we need to do what we can to to uh, reverse this crisis such as uh, causing the filibuster not to be the law of the land, which it seems to be right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, once again, I think a lot of people that are listening are saying amen to what you're saying and, uh, and, and uh, you're pointing it out. Um, to everyone out there, uh, thank you for listening each and every week. You've been listening to Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg. And she's the author of fifteen books, including "Before the Alamo," which is her latest. Um, the subject of a documentary, uh, the the subject of a radio series, uh, a obviously uh, the host of her own radio slash podcast show. And binge listen to everything that we've been doing here, but. Uh, heed these words. I, I, think, I, I think you'll look back and say, uh, well, she was right. I mean, I don't know how you, you can't. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on The Florence Weinberg Show.